0: To walk me through this. This is our third series with Pastor Don Meeks and Samantha Spittle. I'm here with Jeremy Spittle. And we are working on three-dimensional living.
1: So the idea between two and three-dimensional living is two-dimensional living is um th- there's not the depth. I think we wrapped up last time talking about depth. So, like a map, like Flat Stanley, um, like a painting or a picture, there's there's just what you see what you get. And you can't get behind the picture. You can't get behind the painting as opposed to a sculpture that has oh true depth. I mean you can walk around it, you can see shape, you can see you can see texture, you can see shading and and so to be a, a three dimensional person, three dimensional living is there's a there there's a, a, a clear shape to my life. I've begun to wrestle with my past. I've begun to have some emotional richness and emotional depth that when something happens, I don't just go flat. I stay in that place of, you know, open to talking about, hey, this really hurt a little bit or you probably saw a wince on my face. It's because, you know, I, I have a tendency to kind of react to that kind of thing. The person who can talk about their emotional life is one who's begun to live into the third dimension. Okay.
0: Getting curious. When you were talking, we talk a lot. Exactly. Last on the last series about how do you know you're doing the work? We talk about being curious. Getting curious about ourselves.
1: I wonder why did I I just do the thing I just did? I wonder how that connects to. So, okay. So kind of take it, maybe take it a a next level of of depth uh, to to explore this. Um, If we think of being kind of that, that that kind of flat person, two-dimensional. And, and you talked about, um, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's kind of what you see is what you get, right? Mm-hmm. And over time, then we begin to explore through conversation and usually beyond news and mm-hmm. sports and weather. Um, it's when we begin to talk about our lives and our families and our friendships and our disappointments and our hurts and our hopes that we begin to get to know another person. But some of us can talk about our lies and our hurts and our hopes in two-dimensional ways. We have mm-hmm. learned strategies to say, you know, I've learned that it's good to throw a bone once in a while to mm-hmm. give a kind of an emotional kind of answer to something when, in fact, I'm not disclosing anything.
0: Calculated vulnerability.
1: Calculated vulnerability, which sounds – talk about that a little bit. <clears throat>
0: I can walk around saying how vulnerable I am. People can see how vulnerable I am. And I do use it to break the ice. If, if I'm willing to talk about this, it opens up for other people to talk mm-hmm. about it. I mean, that's the whole mm-hmm. point of it. But I'm not really sharing that real deep level. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, that's that 2D. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you enough to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, throw a bone, mm-hmm. break the ice, but it's not that real next level. And so- you know, I, that's like my big public level example of the calculated vulnerability and not calculated in a bad way or deception or anything, but it's just that like, I'm giving you enough to, and, and, you know, boundaries and stuff, but you get into trouble. But but you're,
1: but it's a, it's a vulnerability to the degree that not too many other people share embarrassing stories Mm -hmm. on themselves with. Lots of people. Yeah. And so that's the vulnerability piece is mm-hmm. when we we share behind the curtain, so to speak. Okay, here's, here's what yeah. happened backstage in my life. But it's calculated in that, you know, it's a low risk. Yes. It's a low risk disclosure for yes. you. And so. Um, Ooh, that's and the, so
0: good. A low risk. Low risk,
1: risk disclosure. disclosure. It's another way oh. of, of. So so part of the way of throwing the bone is it's really low risk because I've, I've kind of sorted this one out and I'm not that embarrassed about it anymore. Yes. You know, so I could say, yeah, I used to suck my thumb as a kid. Okay, well, there's low risk. Yes. Now, if I said, but I'm still sucking my thumb, yeah, that's a different story. I'm not, by the way. And if you were, I mean, mom, in case you're listening, <laughs> you know, do you?
0: It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm so, so, so I
1: think the idea is, and I want to tie this to a to a, a kind of a biblical uh, framework from uh, the, the New Testament. So, two dimensional, we we're, we're flat people. We're, we're, we're only seeing what we, people are only seeing what we present to them. Okay. So I will disclose as much as I'm willing to disclose. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I can only disclose what I'm able to disclose if I've done the work. Right. So I can't really talk about something that I haven't really Mm. wrestled through. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. To the degree that I am a two dimensional person, I am not sharing anything from my past. I'm not sharing any emotional vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to work at best at low risk disclosure events, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we talk about weather, sports, news. We can't even talk about politics anymore, right? I mean, once upon a time, you might have been able to talk about that, but man, that is high risk right now Mm -hmm. because I don't know who else is in the room. Okay, mm-hmm. so we so we present ourselves kind of flat. So there's an appearance, okay, and there's a facade, okay, and so that mm-hmm. that word is the, the 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 facing, right? So a facade. Um, you know, you, I used to think that when I would see brick on a house on a house, I'd say, "Oh, it's a brick house." I said, "No, that's a facade." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "The whole house is not brick. You know, the house is made of studs, and other, and then it's just a brick facing." I go. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So a facade is kind of an out, it's it's a facing, it's a covering, it's a mask of sort. A brick facade is a mask on that house, right? And it presents it. Wow, that's a, I like, I like, you know, a brick facade on the house. We did that on the new church building, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's got a brick facade. But now I want to kind of shift and take that metaphor a little bit. Okay. A facade is like a mask. Okay. Think actors. Okay. The way why acting works is because they convince us mm-hmm. that they are that person. They're so good at playing the part, that facade, the, the mask that they've learned to wear, the, 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 the uh, acting skill – being able to, you know, uh, tone of voice, body, uh, language, inflection, um, um, delivery uh, of, of the of the of the um, lines, crying, you know, emotion, you know, and so good actors and actresses—that's what they do. And so we forget where we are. We forget that these people are getting paid. To do those things mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they're not really feeling that emotion or maybe they are. They've, they've conjured up their emotion, but, but acting works because we kind of go along with the game, right?
0: Suspension
1: of this, you suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise disbelief, I'll be going,
0: yeah. I'd be going
1: as if, okay, Harrison Ford, I saw you in something else. <laughs> You can't be on solo because you're Indiana Jones. Who are you? I don't know. But he plays those kind of guys, yeah. right? Because he's that's, you know, certain actors play certain roles, okay? Because mm-hmm. it because that's their that's their sweet spot, right? So, in the scriptures, <clears throat> Jesus speaks to the Pharisees and he calls them hypocrites. Interesting word study. The word Hypocrite is just the word for actor mm-hmm. from the old Greek dramas. Okay. And the actors back then, that sometimes they would even hold a mask up. So you know they're not that person, but, but, but once they're wearing the mask of the father, let's say, right? And so a hypocrite is one who plays a part and is not really the thing. So we think of, hip, you know, hypocrisy is, oh, you're, you're such a hypocrite. You don't practice what you preach. What Jesus is saying is, you guys are hypocrite. You're playing the part. Mm. You're playing the part of people who care about God. You're playing the part of people who care about the truth. You're playing the part of, of those who care about righteousness and integrity and all these things. But guess what? You don't. And so, so the mm-hmm. Pharisees, they were so into the law of Moses, so into the truth that they began to play a part. But he says inside you are dead men's bones. You are a whitewashed tomb and you're really full of bones. So Jesus sees beyond the facade, right? So, so we get faked out by each other. Mm-hmm. So the holy man comes in and speaks in holy tones and uses holy words and holy gestures, and the people think he's a holy man. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you are not. You're a hypocrite. Mm. And so what Jesus, I think in that in that image, that's, that's probably where this three-dimensional concept came from. And so Jesus says, tell you what, when you say your prayers, don't go into public and say all the holy words with all the, the holy toad of voice. Go into your closet where nobody else can see you, but God who sees, he hears and he knows. And so trying to break people away from thinking prayer is about putting on a show for the people. Prayer is about engaging God with our heart. Mm -hmm. But if you think of prayer as putting on a show for the people, then the heart has nothing to, the heart is completely irrelevant to the hypocrite, to the actor. Okay. So to loop back around to pleasing people, all of us are hypocrites, not in the sense of not practicing what we preach, because some of us don't preach. Right? I mean, some of us are still trying to figure out what we believe, what we understand. But all of us are hypocrites in the sense of that older sense of the word of being actors. Mm. We're born into families. And our parents give us the stage clues how we're supposed to act. Mm. Mommy and daddy say, don't you come to the table and put out that bottom lip. We're happy at this table. When you come here, you're going to be happy. But I'm sad Mm -hmm. because my toy just broke upstairs. Mm -hmm. But mommy and daddy give us clues. They're the Mm stagehands in the drama, right? Saying you can't be unhappy. Mm -hmm. We don't allow tears in this family Mm because there are some families that don't allow the tears, right? Some families don't allow the struggle. Some families don't allow the upset. Okay. And so the child learns through the cues by the stagehands, mommy and daddy, that I can't show my emotions honestly around people. And if you can't show them around mommy and daddy and brother and sister, who you think I'm gonna show them around other people? <laughs> and so a lot of us learn then. We we start in our homes, we learn how we're supposed to act, right? And and that's the word we use. Mm-hmm. Here's how you're supposed to act in church. I don't want to act in church. Mm-hmm. I want to. Be in church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to act a part in church. I want to want to bring my honest self, the integrity of myself. And so, you know, at Greenwich, and because I, we have this thing. You know, parents mm-hmm. sometimes are concerned with, oh, my kids are <coughs> making us. I want the children in church. I want them to know they can be here. And I don't mm-hmm. care how loud they are, because they're feeling free to be themselves. Meanwhile, the adults are coming in and
0: acting. Well, it's like the whole, you know, you fight on the way to church and, you know, know, yell, 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 and then you walk in. And that's, you know, on just a total superficial example. I remember when the kids were really young and talking with other moms and, you know, my son won't wear anything but sweatpants. And so church is such a struggle because, you know, got to get him. And it's like, why? Let him wear the sweatpants. like. Where does it say
1: anywhere that you can't wear sweatpants in church?
0: Yeah, and I mean, yes, every family is different. But for me, I said, if it, my goal is to get to church without basically losing our minds, (laughs) because then what's the point? Like, if I'm, because if I'm more concerned with how we look and all that, then what's the point of even going to church?
1: And so this is the point. So at that point, you're now acting as. You're acting apart as a family rather than being in the presence of God. So here's where the people pleasing happens. So children learn in their their, family, their family of origin, they learn in mommy and daddy and brother and sister how we're supposed to act and react to situations. And then we grow up and we get a little older and we get into school and we learn how to act in those situations. We learn how to act cool, right? And I don't know if that's still the word, but that was my, in my life. It was everything to be cool, okay? And so we start then taking clues, not from mommy and daddy, but from our peer group, right? What what cool is and what, what, what but it's still we're playing a part. And so we humans, this is not a, the Pharisees are held up almost as a foil, Mm-hmm. we're all Pharisees. Yeah, We look at the Pharisees as the bad guys. No, they were not the bad guys. They were the good guys. They were so into the law. They were mm-hmm. the self-appointed guardians of the truth. We will take it upon ourselves to protect the law of Moses. We're so committed to that that we're going to make all these traditions mm-hmm that, that, that are on top of the law of Moses. Okay. And so now what it is, is you have the Pharisees acting the part and then you've got the people acting in relationship with the Pharisees. Okay. Mm. Well, you guys must know because after all, you're the holy people, but they're, they, they've completely lost touch with God. Mm -hmm. Their whole thing is now on a horizontal level. They're just trying to act a part to convince the people that they're holy mm-hmm. and then the people are acting so that the pharisees will think that they're holy and then when they're not then the pharisees will say well you're out of here and that's the tax collectors and sinners have to be you know pushed away and Jesus dives into the mix of all of that stuff and he's all he's trying to do is get the masks off and start becoming these three-dimensional people so what we do to kind of move
0: back to the mm-hmm. from away from the biblical into just our lives i was going to say were you talking about biblical times or now cuz that pretty much sounds like how things run and so
1: no. it is still, that's why the scriptures yeah. speak so clearly now because nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. The human condition is the human condition. We are all acting apart. And so now we pivot back to Genesis chapters 1 and 2 and then chapter 3. As soon as they sin, what's the first thing they do? Shame. They, they run up. into the bushes and then they, they sow the fig leaves. Mm-hmm. Adam, Eve, where are you guys? Yeah. Who, us? What? Um, just we're just checking check out the bushes out. over here. They're acting apart. Yep. They are At that point, the hypocrisy begins mm-hmm. right there. The acting begins right there.
0: Well, I was laughing mm. like internally because you said how, you know, we're all hypocrites. So I use the example of like the pants thing. Well, I, you know, I don't care about the pants. Just don't even worry about it. Now we start talking about when we get in church – And how the kids are acting and the anxiety I have because we're not acting right. The kids aren't acting right. And and that feels like like, a
1: reflection on you.
0: Yeah. That it's like, oh, so yeah, my stuff doesn't get revealed in the clothes because that's not one of my things. Correct. But when it gets to, you know, the church, it's like, oh, you think you don't have that. It's like digging deeper and deeper. Like, what is my stuff? What is my Pharisee?
1: What's the uh, Shakespeare line? All the world's a stage stage. and we are merely the players or Mm -hmm. something like that and that's i think what shakespeare's getting at there is that really so much of what life is is we are everyone is acting and we've got all these different arenas that we're acting in okay yes. so we we act at home a certain way and then we act at work and then we act with our friends we act with our strangers you know i mean and and, and you yeah. know and so there's these series of little mini dramas mm-hmm little Netflix dramas that yeah. we're all living. Yeah. And we're acting the part because we're focused on the horizontal relationship with other people. And so so to to
0: mm. But that's so this. much of what church is too. Like it it shouldn't Absolutely. be. But that's why and that Absolutely. goes back to why we're doing this podcast. And that's why I've been passionate about telling people to go talk to you. Because it's like I feel like you because we're human It's almost like you can only almost live two-dimensionally on Sunday morning. Oh,
1: in fact, most people only live two-dimensionally because – but they don't – this sounds really judgy, so I'm going to walk that back a little bit. My sense is that I think there's an authenticity to it. Yeah. I I really do. But nobody's ever had the opportunity to do it differently, so this is what we do. I think our church – moves beyond that a little bit because I think we're willing to – it's not about the show, yeah. right? I mean, we try – there are show aspects to every yeah. Sunday morning in any church anywhere.
0: Yeah. But just your unlimited time. I mean, it's like – so if I see you once a week for four minutes saying, how are you? Of course I, – I mean, do you really want me to start yeah. ripping apart and break into tears because I'm – it's like yeah. – it's almost – yeah. you know, impossible. So then church gets a bad rap because, oh, everyone's just, you know, fake, fake and superficial where it's like, but that's just, you're just, you got to get there to get to the next level though.
1: Yeah. And, and so part of what we're trying to do is to create at Greenwich, what we try to do is to create that Sunday morning in such a way that it's as human, as three-dimensional, as authentic as can be given the environment. Mm-hmm. Given that there's, you know, people in the, In in the congregation, in the pews, and there's attention up front, you are already having a – you literally have a stage Mm -hmm. setting. So my goal is not to, like, just act a part and the congregation is the audience and then I'm playing to the audience Mm -hmm. is, no, we're doing something together. So that's why in recent months through this COVID thing, we have sat in chairs to Mm -hmm. try to break this – facade mm-hmm. of, okay, we mm-hmm. know how church works. We sit in the pew, you stand up there, you stand behind that box called a pulpit, you talk, mm-hmm. and then the choir stands up and they sing and then we do, okay, and then we go home and we've done church. It's but a norm. It is a norm. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, talk about that. Well, it's that's the way everybody is, it's expected to run a certain way. You are expected Correct. to open with a, a piano tune. Yes, you that's are expected right. then to have the opening call response. Holy words, right? Say holy words. Yes. You are expected to have a prayer. You are expected to sing a hymn or or have a a show. Correct. The choir sings or there's a a musical number or whatever. Yeah. And then the talk (laughs) is given. Jazz hands. (laughs) We're doing jazz Jazz hands right now. But that's the norm. There are
0: expectations that people
1: have around church. And so – the expectation becomes part of the game and part of the, mm. part of the facade. Yeah. There's a religious facade that happens. And so this is, and so something that, uh, Eric and I have done very intentionally by sitting as we do, we, and then, what happens in the course of the sermon? What's the one thing that's been different about the messages for the last six, seven, eight months? Conversational. Conversational.
0: I was like, "You're putting me on the spot the way you do, Eric." Exactly. The sermon. <laughs> oh, wait, it's because it's conversational. Good job, honey.
1: <laughs> and it's and it's unscripted in its conversation, and that's and that's intentional because mm-hmm. if it's scripted, then it could come across mm-hmm. as. Oh well, yeah. Don set him up with that question, so he has a rehearsed answer, and so that's and just yet but another the, facade. B- but yeah. part of the reason we're doing that is intentionally to try to break through this two-dimensional worship mm-hmm. service into a three-dimensional worship service. The consistent feedback we've received over the last, you know, several months is we like that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you guys know that what you're going to say beforehand? Well, you know, we've got I've I given myself talking points. I have less outline. I have a less scripted sermon than ever before. I want that to be more spontaneous, and then the conversation that we have back and forth. And so the idea is to move beyond the people pleasing. We'll probably need to explore that maybe in our next segment. Probably mm-hmm. go a little deeper with this. Mm-hmm. The, I guess this is the concept of the hypocrisy is merely just acting. That that's that's the idea. Oh, that, that mm-hmm. we're all acting apart. And and so when we're most free is when we don't have to act, right? Mm-hmm. So the children are free. You can tell when children are uninhibited, that's that's what we're going for.
0: The the purity in
1: that. The purity, the uninhibited. Genuine Whatever. They just go, yippee, right? And that's why, what did Jesus say? Unless you become like a really smart Pharisee, you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. Exactly. No, he says, unless <laughs> you become like little children, you will not enter or see the kingdom of heaven. And what is it about the children? They live in that unscripted, un- they haven't learned all the roles they're supposed to play, all the cues that they're supposed to follow to play the game. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a purity and innocence uh, in the children. Mm. And I think that's what is probably the, the magic portal to, um, three dimensional living is becoming more childlike, not childish, mm-hmm. childlike, uh, in our, uh, in our living.
0: Well, that's so perfect, too, because we talk so much about how, you know, the people-pleasing that we do is formed in our childhood. You touched on that before. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think one thing Jeremy and I have been working on, and it's a reflection of working on ourselves, so trying to help our children not fall into as many of those roles. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've found, you know, I can already see how they're starting to play the role, you Mm -hmm. know, if I do this, that makes, you know, you know, mom upset if I, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying mm-hmm. to, you know, yes, we, of course, want to teach our kids good behavior, you know, all that, you know.
1: Manners. Manners is maybe a better <laughs> way to say it. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. And um, but I found that the more vulnerable we are and honest vulnerability, not, Correct. you know, the more vulnerable than they are, you know, and able to kind of fully express themselves. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until we started working on that that we could then address that in our kids. Okay. So um, let's let's wrap up this. That was really great, kind of touching on the hypocrisy. So we'll dive deeper into the people pleasing okay. aspect okay. of that, and um, yeah, see how that can relate to our three dimensional living. Thank you, Don.
1: Good. Wasting I've ever heard